Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Give me two. What up, doe? Michael Govier and Mike Virginia. Hey, kids, it's me. We're live here on the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Follow us on what used to be known as Twitter, Palazzo Podcast. And, of course, MJ Govier and MKB Fantasy. You get all the notes you need from Mike. You can get access to his Substack. There's all kinds of stuff we're offering here. Our Discord is free. The Patreon starts at $3. In fact, I know you baseball people hate when we mix football in, but we did our first football show yesterday, Mike, and I feel pretty good about it. We talked about our rankings for every position. And we were pretty thorough. Yeah. Uh, I will say that in the beginning of the show, I was pumped. And it, after the show, I'm even more pumped. So oh. football season is here, guys. It's good. It's good when you have baseball. You have fantasy football and NFL. And then you have college hasn't even got begun yet. So all of these things marrying together, it's like a Big Mac, you know, just so much goodness. <laughs> Big Macs are disgusting. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> quarter pounder with cheese that's where it's at there you go very simple all right, all right. although fair fair uh wendy's we already covered this i think on one of your first shows that wendy's is a superior burger overall when it comes to fast food trash it is. but you're right we do need all the distractions we can get more the merrier to distract us from this thing called existence in the united states of america and worldwide there's a lot of problems so if we get more football more college football more baseball just keep filling us with stuff to think about that has nothing to do with our own lives. That's the last thing a lot of us want to think about. So let's leave that in. Uh, today's show, it's called Fantasy Baseball King of the Ring, Winner Takes All. Um, what does that mean? Well, I guess you'll find out. You know, I I did put this together real quick. Let's take a look at this. Here's a little preview of what's coming up.
Ah, uh, yes. There you go. That's just a little, uh, little teaser for you there. Go away. Leave. Okay, great. So we'll get into our player battles, the King of the Ring, see who takes it all. Me and Mike will go head-to-head. Nothing like a little Mike Tyson's punch out to get you fired up on a Thursday. Benjamin says, escapism for the win. Of course. Bendel's best. And by the way, if you're listening to this later on or watching this now, you just missed it. We did a great show on the Prospects Power Half Hour with Carlos, who is, <laughs> I kept saying his name because it's so close to Palazzo, but it's Carlos Colazzo. It's not Colazzo. Uh, Carlos A. Colazzo on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. He works at Baseball America. He knows a lot about the MLB draft. He lives it. He works on it all year long. So it's pretty much one of the most knowledgeable people when it comes to the draft. And, Mike, you haven't got your Enrique Bradfield question answered. That was fun. Yeah, loved it. And I uh, wanted to get his take on it. I, like I said before, I wasn't necessarily extremely high on him, like he said, in terms of he didn't really have his, the greatest uh, junior year. So, uh, But he has been stealing a lot of bases in the minors so far in rookie ball. So uh, it's been nice to see that. Hell yes, that's fantastic. I am excited about today's show. We'll dive into it. We'll talk about players. We'll try to help you. It's the dog days of August, but continued on forth. It's August 17th, technically the date that we're doing this show live. Quick note which I'll talk about the business time coming up here momentarily, which we always do. We just want you guys to connect with us as we search and we continue forth on our quest to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. You know, we're at 548, so we're just over halfway there, Mike. I think we could do this, right? Can we do this by the end of the year? 100%, man. Absolutely. I, especially with football and college football content coming up, our audience is going to blossom here in the next couple of months. Oh, live update. That's 549 subscribers. We added one over the last 45 minutes. Yes! One step closer, man. Just keep climbing alive. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, that, you know how it is. We're just trying to... We think we're as reasonably useful to... All of you fantasy players in baseball and football, all that stuff, we're here, and we can help you. I don't think we're much worse than some of the best in the game. We really do provide entertainment and information. And also, we learned yesterday on the football show that Mike has a twin brother. That was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed the arrival of Joe. Yeah, he's uh, he is a fantasy football diehard. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit more in our fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football shows, but uh, I would love to have him on as a guest. He's extremely entertaining. So, well... Having said that, let's get into Oh, by the way, the reason Mike sounds even better is because thanks to Joe. Joe, thanks for the mic. Thanks for helping out, dude. I really appreciate it. Mike sounds like a dream now. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Choo-choo. It's business time as usual here on the Palazzo Podcast. Who else to Z? Utah. Give me two. Today, it's real simple. Yesterday, Britain's not here. You notice that Britton Allen is not available. It's just me and Mike today. Britton and I did the In This League podcast yesterday. It was a real hoot. We had a great time with the Welsh and Bogman. Those guys are just, I mean, they really are what we can only aspire to be one day. They've been doing this since 2014, I think. So they got a lot more years on us than we do. And they're really in their prime right now. They've come into their own. We played not sports Jeopardy, not Jeopardy, sports Jeopardy, fantasy baseball Jeopardy, actually. And Britain may or may not have won. Did he win? Did I win? Did the Welsh win? Bobwin was the host. Find out by checking out the latest episode of the In This League. In This League is awesome. It's a great show. Those guys are the best. They're just, 
so entertaining and full of knowledge. It's a really good time. I'm glad we did it. I have not gotten a chance to uh, listen to it yet, but I uh, think I said yes in yesterday's show. I'm excited to uh, to check it out. So make sure you guys do that as well. Damn right. Don't make a mistake. Don't let me down. Make sure you check out that show, In This League, InThisLeague.com. Uh, Mike, what else do we uh, need to know? What's going on? Uh, what do you want to share with the people in your business time portion of the show? Yeah, so uh, as uh, we mentioned yesterday, yesterday's show, we did our first fantasy football show. I'm starting doing some more fantasy football content coming up here um, on Substack, but also going to be for those of you guys who are subscribed to our Patreon as well. So want to get you guys ready for draft season and draft prep and how to win your draft. So some things that will be coming up, but also I want to make sure that the people who are subscribed to the Patreon, right, you guys are getting the premium content that you guys are looking for. So be on the lookout for that. That should be coming up soon. And then college football betting season is coming up. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big college football guy. Michael's a big college football guy. Um, I also love betting on college football. So uh, picks and um, some content on that will be coming up here shortly as well. I promise I'm going to get to it. Beautiful. That sounds fantastic. Such an exciting time to be. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Nelson Velasquez hit another homer today. God damn it. Yep. Shit. Against George George Kirby, I believe, as well. I think he had he got he got pretty roughed up today. Oh, I was going to pick him up, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to pick him up against Kirby to stream him. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is incredible. Okay. I just totally got sidetracked by that. I can't believe it. And also, uh, okay. I'll save that. We're still in the business time portion. Everybody, please subscribe to the YouTube. Give us a review, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, rating got dinged a little bit, so if you've never rated us five stars on Spotify and you use it, even if you don't, just do it, please, if you have access to Spotify. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Patreon starts at 3 bucks. We've got a lot of football content coming up this season, and we're finishing strong all the way to the end of baseball season. And the Discord is totally free. You know the drill. But more than anything, let's get to 1,000 subs on YouTube. Please. Please. Would you please? You know you want to get a lot more bonus visual aids, not just audio, but visual aids. It's a really, really good old-fashioned time. Uh, of course, Groove with Govier every Tuesday, FTNFantasy.com, and football's kicking off over there. If you want to take advantage of some of their football packages and outstanding for betting, DFS, etc., MJ Govier is my promo code. Save yourself 20% off the FTN Bets, FTN Daily, FTN Fantasy. You getting all this, everybody? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Uh, I think that's it. Pretty simple business time portion today. Not overly complicated, Mike, right? Yeah, sounds good. Yes. Okay. In the spirit of that, let's get into the first segment of the show, also known as Leading Off. first catch of the day all right first catch of the day as we like to do in our leading off segment mike hit me yeah so uh we talked about this we have a palazzo group chat uh that we chat on frequently and i'm gonna make a request here and i'm gonna actually i'm gonna fulfill a request he's not here today Britton allen wanted to talk about spencer torkelson michael's boy Detroit Tigers, if you guys are not familiar with Spencer Torkelson, he is a highly was a highly touted prospect, and he's taken some time to develop in the Tiger system. But the man has been on an absolute tear. Okay. It over his stinks. last <laughs> over his last seven games, Britton wanted me to bring this up and wanted to get Michael's thoughts. 
Over the past seven games, he's nine for 26 with six home runs and seven RBIs. The dude is mashing right now. So, Michael, does this give you hope for the Tigers moving forward and maybe a cornerstone piece here in Spencer Torkelson? Yeah, I mean, I still can't believe Nelson Velasquez went yard again. You, I hate playing that <laughs> streaming game. You're like, okay, he's yep. hit three home runs in five days, but tomorrow it's got to stop. I mean, you can't just keep hitting a home run every day, but nope, he does it again yeah. today. It's unfriggin' real, man. It just blows my mind. God damn it. All right. Yep. So when it comes to Torkelson, I can't argue what he's doing. It's really outstanding. It's extremely impressive. He looks alive and well. And, yes, it looks like he's tapping into his power potential and everything that he ever could have offered as a Tigers prospect who maybe stunk. It stinks. He stunk once upon a time. But, dude. What can I say? How can I argue against this? It all looks legit. You look at the player page here. Uh, oh, a lot of ads today. Whoops, sorry. Uh, right now, a lot of red. He's cracked 21 dongs already now in the season. It's still August. So he might have a 30 homer season possibly before it's over. Still hitting 230. Still has an OBP of 309, which is god awful. But his K rate's at 24%. Yep. That's that's doable. And yeah. yeah, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Well, I don't necessarily say it's a wrong thing. It's more so it's more so the fact of like these are the type of players that and this is why you need to start paying attention in the later parts of the season too because guys like Spencer Torkerson weren't this good in the beginning of the season. But guys like Velasquez who we're going we'll talk about maybe a little bit later and Spencer Torkelson, these guys can kind of put you over the top if you've lost somebody due to injury, if you have somebody uh, that's not performing well and you want to cut ties with these are the guys to pounce on stream these hitters stream these guys and ride this wave that's what this season, this part of the season is all about to make a playoff push and then also get you to the uh, championship and win your leagues so um, it's one of those things too where again Spencer Torkelson has that prospect pedigree he's obviously hitting him for a crap ton of power we've already discussed maybe some some lack of average so if you can afford the ba- batting average and OBP suck and you need some power, Spencer Torkelson is a guy to be adding. Michael, is Torkelson a guy that you'd be rushing to go get? Okay, a simple team? wrong would have done just fine. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Your attitude's wrong. Your yep. tone of voice is wrong. Yeah, I, I have to say yes. Torque, and but yep. like Rob says here, let's start pushing the nickname Torque Daddy. That's right, Torque Daddy's in the, his house, and he's a badass. He's got a lot of torque, and he can crank it out. Torque's got a lot of torque. That's it. End of story. 12-teamers and deeper. I would pick up Torque. It's worthy of that. Although, he might cool down. You know, he's on the heater right now. Oh, look who's here. Matt Williams. Hey, what's up, Matt? I haven't seen you in forever, dude. Matt Williams here. Long time ago. Turn 2 podcast. Roto Fanatic. Long time ago. Man, I'm old in fantasy now. When you got like a whole multi-year history you can go back upon that's cool good to see you matt thanks for popping in uh charles is complaining by the way good afternoon gentlemen sale and kirby are keeping tums in business as my stomach is churning but rob says that sale was fine today he was on a pitch count up blew those two calls that led to a walk i'm riding sale to the moon okay but congratulations to torkelson congratulations to you congratulations to britain you guys were on torkelson and I just had to see it to believe it. And I'm fine with that. I can live with that, Mike. It's okay. These things happen. Absolutely. And again, this is why you should be following us, right? Because we talk about these guys and you can get in on these guys sooner before you have to spend premium dollars in your fab, whatever it may be. It's fighting other people on the waiver wire order to get these guys. If you're following us, you get these guys sooner. 
and you don't have to pay the premium. So absolutely, wanted That's to make sure we brought him. Great point. Next guy I want to talk. Next guy I want to talk about here, and I know we talked about him last um, last show. Zach Geloff, Oakland Athletics. The guy just continues to rake another four for five effort yesterday. I had to take a screenshot of this uh, because right before we hopped on, I thought this was an interesting stat. You ready for this one? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I just lost it. Um, yeah, wow, dude. The ball here. Okay, so Zach Geloff is one of seven players in the live, live ball era since the start of 1920 to have 20 extra base hits in his first 28 games. That's kind of crazy if you think about how long we're talking about that year span and how great Zach Galoff has been to start his major league career. Is he this good? No, I'm not sitting here saying that we're seeing, you know, the, the AL rookie of the year or anything, but he is a guy too, that if you just like Torkelson, you're riding this wave until it crashes. He is one of the A's better prospects. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you like my Matt McLean comparison? Ooh, yeah, that's actually not a terrible idea at all. It's promising. I mean, he can steal bags like McLean. Uh, the fact that Geloff has eight dongs this year already, and he plays in Oakland for his home games, I mean, that's saying something. Oh, I know it's summertime. A little bit easier to hit the home runs in that shithole ballpark that they play in. But, yeah, I kind of like that. I, I think that, I think that, McC yeah, actually, it might make all the sense in the world. I just like the home park better for the Reds and McLean. That's it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agreed. Uh, do you, th I mean, obviously this, you don't think this production is sustainable, right? Like you don't think this is something that's going to be carrying him all the way to the end of the season in terms of what he's doing. Well, uh, I wouldn't ruin anything out. I think that Geloff is a guy who let's, let's look at the schedule here. I'm going to take a look at Oakland's schedule. See what uh, it looks like over the next couple of weeks. Yep. All right. They do get my O's this weekend. Ooh, of course, you know that it's in and it, it's in Oakland as well. So I will yeah. note that the ballpark is not the greatest, but neither is Baltimore. Oh, especially for right handed hitters, at least. Well, they got the O's at home and they got the Royals and White Sox next week. That's going to be a good week. One series at home, one series in Chicago on the south side, four game series. So it's seven games of Geloff and then they go to Seattle the following week. And as you move into September, you got the Angels, the Blue Jays, Rangers, Astros, Padres, Mariners, Tigers, a four-game series with the Tigers. Now, this could be really interesting for head-to-head -head players. September 21st, Oakland has a four-game series at home against Detroit, and that could be a championship week or a semifinal week for you guys that are in head-to-head. -head. So if you're looking ahead down the road, yep. having Geloff for the, the week of September 18th with the seven-game week all at home with the Mariners and the Tigers, that's pretty juicy. That's something you want to be a part of, so... Yeah, Geloff seems to be the real deal, man. He was a highly touted prospect. It makes sense. I know that trade season in most fantasy baseball leagues right now is probably over, but yeah. uh, is he a must-add at this point? And if you could, if for some reason, somehow, shape, or form in your formats that you're still able to trade players, would you be looking to sell high in them? Hmm. That's, Rob, by the way, says, I dropped Geloff for Rolls-Royce Lewis. Oh, boy. Sorry, buddy. That's uh yeah. That hasn't worked out. Royce Lewis guys, it's under too much, too damn much. But um Well, I don't know. That's a tough one, Mike. What would you what do you think? I'm curious what you think. Yeah. Um I think at this point too, at this point given the season and how close we are to the playoffs, I'm taking the production here and I'm keeping him until the wave crashes. If you're able to get somebody really really good like, you know, 
I don't even know who to throw out in terms of who you could get in return that would fill a team need. So for instance, if you're deep in middle infield, second base, whatever, and you're able to get some a positional need like a starting pitcher or a closer or whatever it may be, I might entertain it. But for right now, get at this point, given the season, especially if you're on the cusp of making the playoffs, ride him all the way until the wheel, wheels fall off. I'm holding on Zach Goloff. Let's ride, baby. Let's do this. Wow. Can't trust it. Yeah, I think you can trust it. I think this is the kind of guy you want to be in business with. Yes, Oakland sucks, but they got some fun players on their squad that are fantasy viable. Remember that. Bad teams yep. don't mean that there's no fantasy goodness there, okay? If you ever have no. that in your mind, it's a mistake to think that way. And don't do it. Don't make that mistake. Don't be that guy because those people that end up like that guy end up missing out on guys like Geloff. Don't be that guy. Yep. Good call, Mike. Absolutely. We're live here on the Plotso Podcast, 2L2Zs. You want to jump in the live chat? Give us more commentary like all of this. Wander Franco, what do you do in a head-to-head redraft points league? I have a some breaking news here for you. Ooh, hit me. Hector Gomez, who is, I believe, a beat writer for Tampa Bay. And I quote, a person very close to the investigations in the case of Wander Franco, and he quotes, it will be very unlikely that Wander Franco will play in the MLB again, judging by the results of the investigations that are currently being carried out, which directly commit him to the accusations against him. Ooh. Clean out your locker at the club, Bob. You're fucking fired. That being said, and again, I'm not getting into the speculational aspect of it. I'm sure if you, if unless you've been living under the rock, I'm sure you guys have probably figured out what's going on with right now. Um, at this point, again, uh, he's probably a safe drop for me. Um, I would probably like to see like actually made official by Tampa Bay or MLB or something along those lines uh, before I'm ready to do that. But uh, be, given at where we're at in the season right now, and especially in Rejaf formats, if you have a guy like maybe Zach Galoff, maybe you can plug him in a middle infield spot or another shortstop. Charles, I know you play in a pretty shallow league, so it should be pretty easy to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine with dropping him at this point, especially in shallow formats. But what do you, what, what do you think, Michael? What are you doing with Wander? Wow, dude. That's wow, that's it. dude. I mean, I was already. Yep. I don't have any shares of Wander that I can think of. Actually, it makes me think now. I, I got to rewrite the Prospects Huey Lewis tribute song I did. Parody. I did the parody song of the power of prospects like three years ago. And at that time, Wander Franco was one of the most highly touted prospects. And he's in that song. So I'm going I'm to have to update that because that's actually the intro to our Prospects Power Half Hour on <laughs> podcast version. So. Wow. Yeah, I would I would dump him and move on and say bye bye. See ya. Because there's just no other no other reason to hang on to him and redraft. And if his career is flat out over in Dynasty, you might have to just drop him too. Yeah, and like I said, shallow formats you can get away with it. If you're playing deeper formats and you can stash him for right now, I think that might be the smart play. But um until something official comes out. But again, I doubt we see Wander Franco the rest of the season. Um, and it's really a shame, too, because he was really blossoming this year and turning into the player we all thought he was in terms of the power-speed combination. But uh, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Hector on that one and say that uh, he's probably played his last last game as a major leaguer. Look, I stand in judgment of no man, except every time I do the show, we judge people every show. But outside of that, right? I mean, you know... Um, you got to be responsible for your actions at the end of the day. And I often think about my own life. I'm like, when somebody is 
put in the spotlight, who lives in the spotlight, like Wander Franco, or other people who are on Twitter who are lesser than lesser of a profile, if you will. People get exposed for wrongdoings. I don't love just diving in and tearing people to shreds and worrying about the carnage that is left behind after the fact. I'm very patient on this stuff, and I don't jump to conclusions because I think about my own life. What if, what if I did something stupid and then like I was just torn to shreds and I never got to have another chance of life? Now, obviously, every accusation and situation and event or action is different. The case with Wander Franco is pretty cut and dry, you know? I mean, sexual engagement with minors, end of story. Bye-bye. That's That speaks for itself. Yeah. There's no... I'm not here to defend that at all. I, I just wanted to wait it out and see what we would find out. And I'm sure we'll find out more information down the road. But my my final point here, Mike, is that we, we're older, right? So maybe we don't as much. But athletes just get held up to such a high level of scrutiny and idolatry in this country. Idolizing athletes because they can do something incredible with their bodies that most people can't do doesn't mean that they're good people or that they're people we should look to for advice or answers on other issues in society, okay? And I'm not saying Wander did that. It's not like well said. Wander went, we didn't all go out and say, hey, Wander Franco, give us the keys to existence. Unlock our lives for us. I know that wasn't the case with him, but I do know that in the United States of America, and it's still in the world. I mean, soccer is the biggest sport in the world. A lot of those players are worshipped, and then they're asked about, hey, what do you think about this? And there's a fine line between asking athletes questions just for the hell of it versus expecting them to lead us to the promised land. Like, that's a different story altogether, okay? So my overall point here is that I know these are regular people who can do very unique things with their bodies, but their minds, some of them are way below standard. They're they're not above board, frankly, okay? I'm not saying every athlete's a moron. Yep. I mean, Arian Foster was one of the smartest dudes who ever probably was an athlete ever. The guy is a poet, a very thought-provoking dude, okay? But my bottom line is when people ask Michael Jordan in the 90s, hey, why won't you say more things about these causes? You have a lot of power now. I, I think he understood his own limitations he's just one human being just because he could fly 15 feet off the free flow line and slam home a dunk didn't mean that jordan had the answers to help fix the ills of society you know what i mean i'm totally with you on that and again i'm with you i don't i don't judge anybody uh, i'm not defending what wander did but at the same time too like you said a lot of these athletes especially in the society that we live in with social media and people with camera phones and things can get out in a minute like that on x or Twitter. Um, it's, it's, it's sad. And that a lot of these guys don't understand that the opportunity that they do have and realize the, you know, the, the skill set that they have and how they can make this into a career. But at the same time too, I also look at it from like, I'm sure there's plenty of kids in Florida that looked up to him, wanted to play like him. And then, you know, things come up like this. It's sad. It's unfortunate. Uh, but like everything else in life, we got to move on, you know, and, uh, it's something we'll probably talk about, and probably in the ESPN thirty for thirty about with what what could have been with Wander Franco. But you know, again, it's uh, it's an unfortunate thing. Hey, listen, listen up, people. Mike's dropping knowledge on y'all. Okay, this is just <laughs> it's sad. It sucks, and uh, I'm just gonna leave it there. But as far as we do have to comment yep. on the fantasy situation because we're fantasy is gambling. We're all playing for money. No one's playing for free. Maybe you got a friends league that you play for free. Okay, I get that. But come on. People have bankrolls, and they dedicate their year to a f six months of fantasy baseball so they can win money, not just win the titles. They want to win. So it, 
it's important that we discuss the reality of a situation. It doesn't mean that we're prioritizing it over the well-being of some minors who were taken advantage of. We don't know. Right. We don't know what the hell's going on with that either. So we're just giving you the bottom line and we're moving on. And anybody who's going to try to come up in here and tell us otherwise, well, that's your business and your prerogative. But I'm, I'm not going to hear it because I know that me and Mike mean well and our intentions are good. Right. We're, we're just here to yep. help. You. Yeah, we're here to help you. OK. Yep. I mean, it's oh man. You're a pervert. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> Come on. How dare you, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you dick. All right. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in power. God, I miss him. He was a great actor. Yes. All right. Moving on. Uh, Rob says, would love to hear you guys talk through the rookie starting pitchers, Bobby, Bryce, Andrew, and Gavin. Ooh. Okay. Let's Ooh. go. Okay. Let's just do this real quick. Here we go. Bobby Miller. Pro yep. Bobby Miller. I picked him up in my home league again last week. Had a nice quality win on Tuesday. That was good, and he's going again on Sunday against the Brewers, Saturday or Sunday. He's got a two-stepper this week. That's great. Bobby Miller, in or out? I am in. I'm with you. 12-teamers uh, or no? Again, he's, yeah, he struggled a little bit. Move on, and, and, and he Well, first off, he played really, really well when he got called up. Then he struggled, and I think he's starting to find his groove again. He's one of their top pitching prospects, and they, he plays for one of the best teams in baseball, and the Dodgers, I'm in. All right. Hey, thanks for the brownie points, Jamie. Appreciate the views. I owe you some more. All right, next, Bryce Miller. Uh, I should have picked him up. He was dropped in my home league two and a half weeks ago. I should have picked him up. Ooh. Yeah, I'm in on uh, him as well. Uh, again, if you have all of these guys or you're looking to add some of these guys, uh, Rob, it, I guess it depends on the, seat, the size of your league, if it's dynasty, if it's redraft, whatever it may be. So uh, if you're just asking us our thoughts and how we're ranking them, maybe we can do that at the end, Michael, in terms of prioritizing these guys rest of the season. But uh, I'm in on Bryce Miller as well. Mariners just know how to deal with p- pitching prospects. So uh, I'm in. Andrew, I assume this is Andrew Abbott. Yeah. I'm out on Abbott. I don't want to, I don't believe, yeah. I believe he'd been playing above his head for a while. And that ballpark is a dangerous place to pitch in. His FIP was higher than his ERA by a good, good margin too. So I'm out on Andrew Abbott. Yep, I am with you as well, and I'm so glad you brought up the FIP. But um, if you go look at uh, Andrew Abbott's uh, StatCast page uh, as well, um, his average X velocity is in his hard hit percentage. He's getting hit hard, so he's been a little lucky this year. Um, now, again, the results are there, and we don't play fantasy baseball via StatCast. He's <laughs> delivered at this point. If you have him, you have him, and you continue to ride it until the wheels fall off. Until he, But I'm with you. He's a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. And the worst part about this is is this bomb likely explodes in the playoffs. So yes. um, keep, that, keep that in mind. Absolutely. Great point. Yeah, there he is. Oh, wow. He's got <laughs> uh, he's got uh, some more spaces in his teeth than I ever knew. He looks a lot older than <laughs> he looks like he's 38. What was that whole thing about not judging anybody? Did we? Oh, yeah. Did we say that? No, Shit, we, yeah. No? no, I said we judge oh, people right. every week on the show. That's what we do in fantasy. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know I'm you kidding, are. Yeah. You don't have to say you're kidding, Mike. I know that. Come on. I'm your partner. Uh, Andrew Abbott is 24, but in this picture, he, he looks a lot older for some reason. But forget that. He does. Yeah. I mean, look at his his expected ERA on this page, 372, 299 ERA. I know expected stats don't always translate, but I've seen the truth on his FIP and his Sierra, and I'm out. So, and lastly, uh, oh, I hate looking at his face every day. <laughs> says Rob. I can see why you would feel that way, Rob. Then lastly, uh, who was the yep. fourth? Gavin Williams is a stud. He's a, yeah. I can't, I got to admit something live on this show, guys. Mike, you ready for oh, this? Oh, boy. Get ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I dropped, well, I, I traded away Gavin Williams at the deadline 
in my home league. 14 team head to head, five by five, OBP instead of average head to head cats. Because he was super inefficient. Our trade deadline was July 27th. Okay. So if we take a look at Gavin Williams and his game log, the story, that's fair. The story will back me up. Okay. Because, well, first off, who'd you trade him for? Well, I'll get to that in a second. So okay, I'm about right. to reveal that to you. But let me let me reveal and show off his game log. Because at the time, around July 27th, he was inefficient. He wasn't going deep into games. And I was like, dude, I, I need someone else I can trust who's got a veteran state of mind, somebody I could just have a little bit more security with outside of Gavin Williams, which ended up being a mistake. Because look at this. Since... July 26th, which was the day before the art trade deadline. He went four innings, struck out five. He didn't give up any earned runs, right? But he was inefficient. And then on August 1st, five innings, gave up two earned, struck out six, four walks, inefficient again. Then two starts since, 12 Ks on the 7th against Toronto, 10 Ks against the Rays on the 12th. Total dominance over those last two starts. I love Gavin Williams this year. I was all about him. And then I decided to trade Gavin Williams in a panic move at the deadline for Alex Cobb. Ooh. Well, I mean, Alex, Alex Cobb can be useful in certain starts. Uh, I know he hasn't been very good recently. He hasn't been good uh, the whole second at half. Same time too. Well, he had a couple good starts. I streamed him, actually. Somebody dropped him in our league, and then he actually just got dropped this week in my home league. Um the Oakland start, he pitched pretty well in. Um, and there was another start. I can't remember who it was against. I want to say the start before that or the start before that other one. Um, I think he's useful in certain formats. But, yeah, I'd rather have Gavin Williams rest of the season. But Gavin Williams has been awesome. So I have a, another story regarding to Gavin Williams in, in my home league. One of the same thing, around, right around the time where you traded him, I want to say it was right before his start versus um, Toronto. Someone dropped him, and, and I need starting pitching bad in this league. So I picked him up as a what the hell kind of thing, and let's see it, see if it works. Uh, and I actually had him in my lineup for those two starts, Tampa Bay and Toronto. So I'm loving it. And he also gets Detroit tomorrow in a doubleheader, most likely, because today's game got rained out. So God. how would you rank these guys rest of the season? I think Rob, I think Rob, I think Rob was like, you have failed. I was just getting all my frustrations out there. Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> How would you rank these guys rest of the season? I think Rob was looking for that. Okay, ranking them rest of the season. By the way, here's Alex Cobb's game log on our live screen here. Six runs mm-hmm. against Texas got shelled. He got shelled by Oakland at Oakland, a great place to pitch. And he got ripped at Cincinnati on July 20th for five more earned runs. His second half has been pretty bogus. You're right. He had a decent start against Arizona on August 1st. Uh, but it's been few and far between two starts really where you could be like, Oh, three starts this no two starts in the second half where he was good. So, and wasn't there a start in, in, in San Francisco that he played Oakland in that he pitched well. Yeah. But that was earlier in the season. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something. No, you're right. It was July 25th. He went six innings, gave a three hits, struck out nine. That was his best start of the second half, but that was that it was, that was it. It was that in the Pittsburgh start, which was the first one out of the gate. Otherwise one, two, three, four other starts have been bogus and he gets the Braves tomorrow. Alex Cobb does. And Alex Cobb has the Braves again next week. And they got Cincinnati coming into town. It's, I'm concerned. Oof. Yeah, Alex Cobb, the Cobb salad Cobb. That's that's good, Rob. That's funny. I like that. Anyways, I'm going to rank these four starting pitchers that Rob brought up. I'm going to go Gavin Williams, 
Bobby Miller, Bryce Miller, then Andrew Abbott, just because I have to rank him technically. Locking in, I'm with you on that one 100%. Oh, okay. Very good. All right, thanks for the stuff, guys. All right, uh, where are we now on the show? What's happening? He's Mike. Follow him on Twitter, what used to be known as Twitter, MKB Fantasy. I'm at MJ Govier Plotso Podcast, 2L2Z. Utah. Make sure you subscribe. Give me two. Please like this video when you guys watch it and you jump in the live chat. Click that thumbs up and subscribe if you never have before. Rob Bush, is that you? All right, where are we going now? MJ Melendez, who had another two-hit effort today with an RBI. I think it's MJ Melendez season. I know a lot of people were high on him coming into the season. He's obviously one of the Royals' better players, better prospects that were coming up. He qualifies in Yahoo leagues. I don't know about other platforms. He qualifies at catcher and outfield. Um, and the reason why I want to bring him up, and I'm going to be a little selfish on this one, and I'd like to hear from you guys in the live chat here too, so make sure you guys drop your uh, your thoughts in here. If you own somebody like Sean Murphy, for instance, Okay, who seems to sit every other day and platoons with Travis Darno now that he's happy, uh, healthy, happy to, uh, I would assume, because he plays for one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, is MJ Melendez worth a pickup, noting that you can play him in two pretty scarce positions of catcher and outfield, and you can kind of use him interchangeably there? And are you buying into his pro- recent production? Absolutely. I picked up MJ Melendez in my CBS 15 team six by six roto league uh, about two does he qualify a catcher and outfielder there too? oh yeah okay two cool. weeks ago i picked him up so i was already, i was already buying in two weeks ago because i knew his first half was so bad and that he was just more talented than that you know a guy's better than he's playing it's a great time to jump in on that and that's what mj melendez was to me so i i was all about it great job charles 100 percent Totally down with MJ Melendez and then some gimme, gimme, gimme. He's going to finish strong. He could be a little bit more valuable in OBP leagues versus batting average, though, because he walks more, yeah. has better plate discipline. But I'll tell you, there's no doubt about it. I want Melendez on my squad rest away, and I think I'm down with what you're throwing out here. Yeah, he's 68% owned in Yahoo leagues, and the reason why I think he's valuable is because, again, if you play in, like, four or five outfielder leagues and you play in a one catcher league. This is where I always kind of uh, am a little hesitant with it because I hate rostering two catchers in one catcher format. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I just think it's it's just a waste of a roster spot, in my opinion. Um, But you can play MJ Melendez in the outfield as well. So that being said, he helps you in multiple spots. And obviously, like we talked about before, just because he plays for the Royals does not mean he's irrelevant. There's plenty of guys on Kansas City that can help your fantasy teams, especially when we get down to the playoff time and you got a guy like Sean Murphy who's sitting every other day. MJ Melendez is a great fill-in. Booyah! I will tell you that I'm actually doing what you just described. Sadly, in my home league, BYB, which is, I've said before on the show, 14-team head-to-head cats, I am rostering two catchers right now, and it's a one-catcher league because mm. I just... Can't give up on Alejandro Kirk yet. I I added Mitch Garver. Like, That's your boy. Ten, yeah, I love Kirk. I added Mitch Garver about 10 days ago. He's been on fire. Even with Jonah Heimbeck, Garver's still viable. He's been hitting really well. He's finally healthy. And I was like, I can't yeah. drop Kirk yet because I see the schedule ahead. Blue Jays are at the Reds this weekend in Cincinnati. So I'm really expecting Kirk to do something this weekend in that ballpark. I really am. And then in the playoffs, if I get to the... I get to the semifinal now. I should. It was a lock a month ago. I had the bye. I was going to make the semifinal. Now, 
I'm losing this week, and the guy behind me is only two and a half games back, and he's got a much easier opponent. And I'm going to lose. I'm already assuming that I'm going to lose this buy, and I have two moves left. I've got 98 moves out of 100. I've got two moves left, and I'm saving them to pick up two streamers for Monday, assuming I'm going to lose. I'm not trying to add the two guys now to help me win this week. It's. I just think it's. it seems like it's over, so I'm expecting it's time to get to business. And I can't let go of Kirk yet because he's got the Rockies in – a road effort at Coors in two weeks, the week after Coors. next. So for these reasons, the Lord have been hanging on to it. But in the meantime, there was fuck the keeper Ruiz was on our wire. I should have added him. Yep. He's been killing it recently. Uh, although I think, I do think he'll cool off at some That's point. That's putting uh, it mildly. Yeah, he's but he's playing against it. He's two least. for two today. Last I saw in the sixth inning against the Red Sox. Yep. And my rival who's chasing me picked him up yesterday. So I, I could have, I was yes. eyeing Ruiz for three straight days. This is, this is really frustrating. You Wait, know? So you have Alejandro Kirk, but who's the second catcher? Is it, you say it was Melendez? Garver. Garver, sorry. Okay. The, Garver's actually not been playing that bad. I mean, he plays in a loaded lineup with Texas too. And I know he splits time. Um, He's not 100. Is he? I mean, he's DHing, but he's supposed. Does he catch now with with Jonah Heim there? Jonah Heim's catching again. Garver. It does. It get Garver's bat in the lineup. He's still going to play probably five yeah. days a week. And if he if he gets, I don't trust that Heim can be healthy and dominant again. I really think that wrist issue is a problem. Agreed. But I'm amazed he came back yep. already. Heim showing up this quickly. Thanks. Jonah Heim, congratulations, dude. Great job. You nailed it. Yep. Right, applause for you. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, Rob says Keeper's been a godsend. And he's also telling me to kick Kirk to the curb. Kick Kirk to the curb. That's a say that three times fast. I like that, Rob. Good stuff. You're tuned in to the Palazzo Podcast. We got some commercials for you up next, so feel free to press the fast forward button because Lord knows a commercial has never benefited you in any meaningful way. More Palazzo after this. Uh, I'm making uh, so many mistakes. Just for the ma- Managing is so hard. No, nope. just for the matchups alone, I like to call. Uh, I'm backing you up on that one. Just for the matchups that he has coming up with Cincinnati and Coors, hopefully that he uh, and with and with the the return of Bo Bichette will only amplify this lineup a little bit. That should be so tomorrow, hopefully, hopefully right? Bo. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the return of the Mac segment. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he should be back soon, and hopefully that'll help uh, Kirk's chances to knock drop, knock and drive guys in. Can't can't argue with the matchups. You can't ask for better matchups than that. So who who knows? You see Joe's comment here. Look, pull that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy sports is a mind fuck. And then just imagine if you had to do this in real life, your job depended on these decisions. That's putting it mildly. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I will, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you though, the paycheck would make it a lot better. See, the only reason oh, I'm yeah. stressing about it is because I'm not winning the money. The thing about doing it in real life, though, Joe, is that I'd be getting paid good money so i would feel much better I'd, i know i want to not get fired but i'd still be getting a great paycheck that's the key difference i think i like what you said it's funny yeah. but as soon as i thought it out for a minute mike i'm like eh, i'd rather be doing it in real yeah. life <laughs> yeah agreed 100 percent. plus you probably can pay some interns like in moneyball to kind of do some behind the scenes work for you and help oh, you out yeah so. god that'd be so great man i'll make i'm happy to make the final decisions let everyone else do the dirty work but they don't always work yeah. out you're right the Players are fickle. Weird shit happens. They got personalities. They got issues going on. Like, uh, you know, Kyle Manzardo traded for by the Cleveland, but apparently his mom's very ill, and that's, like, defecting him greatly. These are human beings. Wander Franco's a human being. Yep. It happens. Yep. 
By the way, Absolutely. Mike, real quick, we didn't mention this. Do you think the Wander Franco? Yeah. Because it didn't just show up. Like this, I assume, in the clubhouse, some of this maybe have, may have gotten out. Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe that's something that was kept really tight. But the Rays really have not been great in the second half. I wonder if they had anything to do with it at all. You never know. You know, I, I know that the, the starting pitching has been pretty pretty awful, but they've has, actually had you know some some pretty quality starts from guys like you know Eflin and then Safali and then uh, Little. Um, I don't know. That's a good. You're that's right. A good we thought. can't know for sure. It's total um, speculation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just making the point that yeah. they're human beings, and we got to remember that these daily events that affect our own lives are also affecting them while they try to play a game. Hundred so. percent. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next guy that I want to quickly touch on, and again, this is why you should be listening to us and also in the Discord, following both of us as well. Michael Garcia continues to hit the shit out of the hey, ball. Plays for the Royals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's 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 playing immaculately too, and he's actually outperforming a guy like C.J. Abrams, which we made this comparison on last week's show. So you could have had an entire week, week's worth of production from Michael Garcia if you were here and you were listening and you tailed us. There you go. So uh, Michael Garcia qualifies both at third base and short. Again, if you've been somebody who's been kind of uh, bridging the gap between now and Bobuchet's potential return coming up this weekend, you're riding pretty high right now. So um, I like uh, Michael Garcia, not just the rest of this week, but also rest of the season as well. I just want to show you, we're going to look at Michael Garcia's profile. On the YouTube, which you can see visual aids when you watch the YouTube live or in replay. You can watch it anytime you want to while you're in bed. You can't sleep. Uh, you had a rough day at work. Uh, you're just bored out of your mind. Anytime our shows are available on YouTube, Palazzo Podcast 2Ls, 2Zs. But Utah, look at Kirk's K percentage, 11%. That's incredible. It's amazing. It like is. He he doesn't miss. He's a he's kind of a slugger. I mean, he's a chubby slugger, right? Catcher, but he's a he, that was his that was his whole thing coming up out of the minors too. Is he's a quality contact hitter. Yep. So that's a great. And with with and with Bob. So all right, here's Michael Garcia's profile. Uh, he's a 21% K rate, and he's supposed to be more of a contact guy. That's funny. But yeah, he's hitting 289, 18 steals, hard hit, you know, hard contact to 36%. So it's not terrible. He's making some decent contact, and his expected stats are a little bit lower than what he's doing right now. So he might be overachieving ever so slightly. But yeah, why not? I I got no beef with using Michael Garcia and bringing him into the fold. Oh, Charles says uh, Garcia is a Franco replacement problem solved. There you go, Charles. See, this is where you pivot and you get a guy like, and again, I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to be Wander Franco. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's probably obviously, well, not probably he is a lesser version, obviously, uh, but he's going to be able to help you out in average steals and, and runs as well because the Royals are actually playing Pretty damn good baseball recently. I would so, say bats, um, bad mattress, man. Yeah. Offensively, they're playing well. So, yep, offensively, yeah. <laughs> ride, ride the wave. So, uh, I like Look it. at that. No steals, though, in almost 10 days for Garcia. But yeah. a lot of – he had four straight multi-hit, two-game hits. Two, two, yep. two, two, two. And he's had a hit now, and good God, look at that. I got to – how far – how much farther we got to go back to find out the last time he didn't have a hit in a game? That's really impressive. Good for him. Oh, it was August 3rd. Last time – nope. Wow, he still had a hit there. No, it's even farther back then. How long is this history? Do we know? It's amazing. I actually don't know off the top of my head, but it's a lot. Look at this. We're, we're going through the month of August. He has a hit in every game he's played in going back to August 3rd. So that's – Michael Garcia, the real deal. Nice job, bud. 
Yep. Yeah. I like him a lot. Rest of the season. Uh, again, maybe he's playing a little bit over his head, but again, he's a guy that can at least get your runs and steal some bases for you as well. Uh, in this, and qualify to two positions. So, uh, a lot to like there. Hell yes. Yep. All right. That was it for me. On our leading off segment. Hey, all right. Great job. Time to, I think it's time. Is it time? It's time. It's that time folks. Uh, it's time for you guys to subscribe and connect five-star review. Please. If you've never reviewed the show on Apple podcasts, please do that. Please. Come on. Just take a moment. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do for you. You do for me. I'll do for you. I'm happy to return the favor. We'd love to do favors around here. It's a lot of fun. Okay, come on. Let's have some fun with us here on the Palazzo. Grooving. Mike's grooving. He got some moves, dude. Nice job. Yeah. Good jam. All right. So return right. back, my Ra- friend. Give it to me. Give it to me straight. Ryan Helsley, forearm. Okay. Felt soreness in that forearm. His MRI came back clean. Uh, but uh, they're probably going to lengthen that rehab stint for him. Uh, they're now saying that he might not be back until the end of August, possibly not at all this season. He's supposed uh, to be back a week ago. What are you doing with Ryan? Yeah. And he felt soreness in his forearm uh, after his most recent rehab outing, which was pretty good. I think he only gave up one hit and struck out one guy. Uh, no walks. Uh, but uh, what are you doing with Ryan Helsley if you're stashing him and maybe you, you're running out of room on your IL spot? Are you holding on for dear life or are you pivoting and maybe adding a guy that's on the waiver wire that might not be as good as Ryan Helsley? I think I'm pivoting. Yeah, I can't trust this dude. I was expecting him to be back when his eligibility came up for the 60-day IL on August 10th. That did not happen. So, I'm out. I, I have him in two leagues that I've had him on the IL. I'm probably just going to keep him there. If you keep him on the IL, that's fine. But if he's taking up a roster sure. spot, like you said, Mike, yeah, you got to go. I guess got to go back to Gallegos or maybe Jojo Romero, but I'd, I'd rather look for other options elsewhere. Maybe, uh, you know, Hunter Harvey came back from the IL this week. So, yeah, but I know they did say Finnegan's, Finnegan been, would be the guy. Finnegan's been really good, too, yeah. so that's a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing is with with Ryan Helsley is too is even if he does come back, they know what they have in him, and there's only about a month left in the in the season for the Cardinals at least. And I doubt that he sees the full work workload as the closer, and they're probably going to monitor him. So I'm with you. I'm cutting bait. He's probably going to be sharing that duty with with Gallegos and Romero as well. So um, I'm out on Ryan Helsley. I actually dropped him in one of, one of my leagues as well, and I picked up uh, Aroldis Chapman, who I've been talking about a lot on my Twitter page, on my MKB FB notes. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. And it's a non-holds league, but I've been using Chapman really just for ratios in the case. So have I. So, That's so funny. Um, uh, mine's a non-holds yep. league, my home league, and I traded for Chapman because I wanted to have – him in concert with Will Smith. I already had Will Smith, and I was worried if Will Smith flipped that he would take the job. Aroldis would slide in. And even if he didn't, Aroldis is so yep. valuable with the ratios. He might sneak a win here and there. It was a guy that I'd like to have in my squad in a 14-teamer. So that, that made a lot of sense to me. Oh, yeah. 100%. You ready for ready for the stats real quick? Oh, yeah. Bring it to me. And The month of August for Aroldis Chapman. If you guys are in the live chat, make sure that I have your ears here. Stop what you're doing. Give me your ears. 
Aroldis Chapman in the month of August, eight innings pitched, six hits, zero earned runs, two walks, and 17 Ks in eight games. All right. You got to love that production. That's putting him uh, even if he stays. Even if he stays in the fireman role, he has value in non-holds league, especially with the current state of starting pitching. If he's going to go out there and give you two, three Ks every time he goes out there, uh, sign me up. Hey, listen. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Uh, a quick question here from Rob. I need a power bat badly. You guys could jump in the live chat with your questions as always. Would you trade Cedric Mullins and Abbott for Machado or Arenado? So Mullins and Abbott for Machado or Arenado. Would you do that, Mike? Uh, it would, uh, I hate being this guy, but I, I say it all, all the time. It depends on what the rest of your team looks like in terms of starting pitching and outfield. Don't be that guy. You need a power bat. I, I trust you, Rob. I trust, you know, your roster and what you're doing here, but, um, yeah, I'd probably make that move. I'm really looking at this as a Cedric for one of these guys. So, um, I'm not really, you know, I, I can afford to lose Andrew Abbott for a guy like Manny Machado or Nolan Arenado. I will say, I also mentioned this probably about a month ago, that their stats are very, very similar year to year, Arenado and Machado. And Machado's draft stock is always so much higher than Arenado's, uh, which is always so weird to me. Mm. Um, but if you're asking me who to pick between the two, it's tough. Um, give me Nolan Arenado. But, Michael, I'm interested to hear you. take. It's close for me. Uh, but give me an Arenado. Well, right now, this year for Manny Machado is looking like his worst year since his first year with the Padres in 2019 when he finished with a 109 WRC+, plus, but weighted runs created plus is basically a measurement with 100 being average, for those of you that don't know. 100 is yeah. average, so 109 is you know, slightly above average, and that's what he did in 2019 with 32 dongs. And this year, I mean, he's right on that. He's literally a 109 WRC+, plus right now, and he's at 21 dongs, so he might finish with 30. But uh, I Mullins Mullins is a guy who's a lot of fun. He's got a lot of tools to offer, but they don't always all come together, and the injuries have been a problem. I mean, you're the Mullins Baltimore yep. Orioles expert here, Mike. Yep, I like Cedric Mullins. I think what you just said is right on right on the money. Um, the injuries concern me a lot. He's been in and out of the lineup all year long. Uh, I've, I'd be looking to sell him if you could. Again, it depends on what the rest of your lineup looks like. And he's not even hitting leadoff anymore. So uh, that kind of decreases his value a little bit in terms of run production, maybe stealing some bases. He had a groin injury. He had a quad injury. Um, I love Cedric Mullins uh, as as an Orioles fan, but at the same time, too, uh, I'd be if you are able to deal him for one of those guys, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger, no doubt. Uh, and it's for Nolan Arenado, but it's close. Okay. All right, moving on. Return yeah. of the Mac continues forth here, live on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's to the Utah. Give me two. So we talked about Bo Bichette. Uh, he went two for three yesterday in a rehab game. Uh, they're saying that he could potentially, I think he's got another rehab outing today. If that goes well, we could see him tomorrow or Saturday. Perfect timing so, in Cincinnati. Um, yep. Yep. So make sure you guys get Bo Bichette back in your lineups. Uh, if you have him, uh, I'm really excited uh, about him coming back. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, Mike Trout hand. This is kind of ominous and I hate it because uh, he's one of my favorite players. He's hitting, but there is still no expected timetable and the angels keep going down, 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 down those standings. I wonder if they just say, Hey, you know what? Just take the rest of the season off here, man. Uh, and not to mention too, a, ha- a handmade injury is extremely difficult to come back from, from a power potential aspect of it. So we're not going to see that torrid pace that we saw Mike Trout come back and hit close to, or he did hit 40 home runs last year. Now, if you uh, want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. Mike Trail is who you thought exactly. he was. 
But uh, if you have him, you're, you're still holding on to him. Obviously, you're not dropping a guy like Mike Trout in hopes that he can come back for the fantasy playoffs and give you some production. So You have failed. Um, no, Nolan, Nolan Gorman hit the uh, IL today with, uh, and I didn't put this in the show notes, but he did hit the IL today with uh, a back strain. He was having trouble bending down and rotating, which if you ask me, you probably need your back to play baseball. Not probably, you do. Um, he's a drop for me. Uh, I doubt that they uh, – I think they're going to play careful with him, and he's already sitting against some lefties. I know the power is for real with him, uh, but if you can have add a guy that can help you out right now, I doubt he comes back. It's pretty serious. I'm concerned. But interested to hear your thoughts. If you have Nolan Gorman, are you adding? Are you holding or folding? Holding or folding with Nolan Gorman. Yeah, Gorman's a dude who I love his power, and he's had a real nice kind of – yeah, maybe a breakout year. I mean, 24 dongs. I think it's a breakout year for him, yeah. right? But yeah, if the Cardinals absolutely. have nothing to play for, and if they just want to chill till the next episode, you might want to cut bait with Gorman this year in redraft. Might be time to say goodbye. Yeah, peace. Can't do peace it. Peace out, Nolan Gorman. Bye-bye. Uh, Nick, Lodolo, Nick Lodolo is back at the end of August, possibly. Ooh. They just moved him up to double A. Do you have any interest in Nick Lodolo? Sure. He seems to be forgotten about because he got hurt in the beginning of the season. A lot of people have been waiting to stash. I have been currently stashing Lodolo, and there's good reason for that. Last year, he was really special right around this time of year. In fact, he had two different 11 strikeout games against the Brewers a year ago, I believe, in August and September. Yep. I remember I had him on my squad in my home league, and he really helped me out on a Friday That's night. Correct. Got me through to the finals, which I lost, which I hate losing. Yeah. You know why I hate losing? Because baseball is such a long season, and then you lose. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> Especially when you have a really, really good team all year long and then you get bounced like the first or second round. Yeah, I mean, I love head-to-head. We both love head-to-head, Mike. But, man, it's a a cruel mistress. It really can be cruel. It is. But I would be fine with adding Lodolo and 12-teamers and deeper, especially if you you don't have any roster crunches going on. Lodolo is the exception for me when it comes to Cincinnati starters. I think his stuff is so dominant that he can can outplay his ballpark a lot of the time. And it's, it's it's worth noting too that uh, when Hunter Green, who also by the way is the last one on this on this sheet here that I wanted to talk about, he returns tomorrow. So again, yeah. for a start, yeah. I don't I don't know how yeah I don't know how long they're going to let him go. Uh, but again, worth noting of that. We're going to uh, get all in your pro- face and point likely, out your faults. <laughs> likely Cincinnati's ace per se. Um, he's get, definitely generated the most buzz. But there were some people saying that Nick Lodolo was a better prospect than Hunter Green, or at least a better MLB-ready pitcher he is. than Hunter Green. Straight up. So, oh, yeah, that's my contention. Yep. I'm anti-Hunter Green. I, Hunter Green's fastball goes yep. 100 miles an hour, but it's too straight. I love Lodolo more than Green, yeah. and for me, it's not even close. And you can go back to last year to find that. I'm sure I've said that before or elsewhere. Lock it in. Go Tigers. Yeah. Whoops. Yep. Well, go Tigers. Yeah, why not? So. Go Torque. Torque is torquing. So- so we're 56 minutes, 56 and a half minutes into the show. We're finally into the main course. Oh, great. Our King of the Ring segment. Yeah, okay. Let's play the video game. It's time for the King of the Ring. Let's get to it. Fight. Here we go. Me and Mikey going head to head. Hey, listen. 
Give me some good stuff here. I'm excited. We got some great player battles for you here. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Let's uh, get it going. Set up the first so player showdown first... for the King of the Ring. This first one is we're just going to skip because we just talked about Nolan Gorman. Uh, he's out. So um, I had him going up against Zach Geloff. And who would you rather have rest of the season at second base? Nolan Gorman, Zach Geloff. I think you and I both are going to shake hands on this one and say Zach Geloff is the winner here. Um, we already talked about this one as well earlier in the show because you guys ruined it in the live chat. Gavin Williams versus Bryce Miller. Oh, man. Wow. That was fortuitous, wasn't and it? That's putting right. it in The third one here, which I thought was an interesting comparison, but I'm interested to hear your take here. All right. Trevor Story versus Tyro Estrada. Both these guys who are coming back from injury now. Uh, guys that were probably stashed on people's teams. Who would you rather have rest of season? Shortstop, Trevor Story, Tyro Estrada. You know, I actually, I just thought of something for Return of the Mac. I'm sorry. I know you're asking good questions. Yeah, um, please. I yeah. think you mentioned that Tanner Houck is going to be back on Monday. Oh, yes. that's. And true. we want to be aware of that. And I'm thinking of that because I'm looking at now having to fight my way from the quarterfinals all the way through my head-to-head playoffs as a possible streamer for Monday. So just wanted to let you guys know, Hauk is, he's pitched great in his rehabs, and he's ready to go, and you want to be aware of him. I know he took a took a ball, a line drive while he was on the mound. That's tough. That's not cool. I mean, that's worst-case scenario, but he's okay, and he's going to bounce back from it. So Tanner Hauk, guys, just wanted to throw that out there, Mike. All right. So, yep, got the fight music going on here. Give it to me one more time. <laughs> Trevor Story, Trevor Story, Tyro Estrada. Who do you like rest of the season more? Oh, wow. The Giants are... I can't believe the Giants are still hanging in the playoffs. Because it seems like their yeah, offense right? is dead. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird how they continue to win baseball games. Like They're like in the, still in the thick of things, and I'm like, how is this possible? Well, I'm going to take Story just because he could do a little bit more in that ballpark and the Red Sox might have a better lineup than the Giants can. Uh, you know, Estrada, he can hit for some average and steal some bases, score you some runs, but I need to see more from the Giants offense. I'm really worried about it right now. So I, for me, I got to go Trevor Story over Estrada rest of season pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and I hate to be boring, but I'm going to agree with you on Trevor Story here. This seems more of like a kissing match more than a fighting match here. Uh, Trevor Story for me, 100%, uh, just simply because of the fact that, like you said, he's sitting in the middle of the lineup. Uh, I don't trust the Giants offense either. And as Jayhook703 puts in the live chat here, Estrada is not running, right? So, uh, which, again, if he's not running, but neither is Trevor Story either. So, um, also, and yeah, Pablo Reyes is a factor now for the Red Sox. He's still playing. I mean, Story's playing too, but Pablo Reyes has not gone to the bench. This guy's come out of nowhere, and he's been a real big factor for the Red Sox. But it doesn't seem to be a yep. threat to Story. I just wanted to mention that Reyes is... It looks like he's still somebody that you guys should be adding in 14-teamers and deeper. Really solid middle infielder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so you know how, like, in wrestling matches, like, they don't put the main event in the first on the, on the card first, right? They slowly work their way up to the, to, the, to the main event here, all right? So the next guy I want to bring up, and we've kind of already talked about it in the show, Michael Garcia, C.J. Abrams, rest of season, who you got? Ooh. It's worth noting, too, C.J. Abrams has been kind of tailing off here a little bit. CJ Abrams is stealing bases. Just such a weak bat. You know, we all know he has no quality power contact. He also has had this back issue that's come up. He stole two bases today, by the way, and he didn't even start. So that's pretty valuable. He's stolen 
what, two, four, five, six bases over the last week. If you need steals, I'm going Abrams over Garcia, even though I like Garcia's bat better. But if you need steals, Abrams got to be the guy here. He's got to be superior. I told you Garcia hasn't stolen a base in over in 10 days at least. Yep. And I think a lot of people are going to be buying the CJ Abrams prospect pedigree hype and how well he's actually coming to his own. This I'm not season. buying that. Uh, well, a lot of people are buying him mainly because of the fact of that he was that and how he's finally starting to come into fruition of, hey, he's finally starting to put it together. He's still, it's worth noting, he kid's only 22, 22 years old, I believe, 22, 23, something like that. He's still a young guy. So um, we're, we st the best is yet to come for CJ Abrams. He's stealing bases. He had that he had that nice uh, run or stretch for a little bit in terms of some pop and obviously the multi-hit games. Here we go. Knockout punch here from Mike Virginia to Mike, Michael Govier. Michael Garcia comes in here. Rest of season, better value. Gives you, gives you the stolen bases. Similar uh, hit profile in terms of the power, just like his production in terms of the multi-hit efforts. Again, I'd be fine with having Michael Garcia in my lineup over CJ Abrams. Ride the wave, baby. Michael Garcia, rest of season. No way. <laughs> no, you're right. Actually, it is yeah. Garcia for everything else, and Abrams if you need steals. And I'm not cheating by saying that. It's just that simple. Right. That's uh, this. I will agree with you on that 100%. See, CJ Abrams is going to be, be better at stealing bases and also doing it more frequently. Like we've already talked about in the show, it's been a while since we've seen Garcia actually steal a base. Yeah, so, right. But it's worth noting he has 18 on. He's a, he has 18 on the year, so I think that'll that number will climb. He'll be in the 20s. He does. Oh, hey, what's up, Chad? Chad's here. Uh, we're live on the Plotsville Podcast, 2L2Zs. We're in our King of the Ring segment here. We're going head-to-head -head on player battles. He uh, hurt his shoulder, but he's here. Good to see you, Chad. Feel better, my friend. Easy does hey. it. Follow Mike on Twitter, MKB Fantasy. I'm at MJGovia, Plotsville Podcast, 2L2Zs. Ready for the next one here? Bring it! James, James Altman versus Josh Lowe. If you've been following me from the beginning of the season, right, this was something I was on the rooftops hammering for. Govier did a song about Josh Lowe. I've been hammering James Altman for the past couple of weeks. This has main event potential on this card. Michael Govier, who are you taking? Wow, this is a tough one. And yes, you have talked about this. I feel like I'm being set up here. This is a scam. It's a conspiracy theory. But James Altman has played 111 games, over 400 plate appearances this year. And he's you know 260 with a 360 OBP. A 360 OBP with 14 steals is solid. It's solid. And the Dodgers are one of the most consistent home run hitters this year. You know, we did sports Jeopardy, but it wasn't Jeopardy. Fantasy baseball, not Jeopardy on, in this league yesterday. And an interesting question came up about which teams dominate in terms of home runs. And, you know, the Dodgers, surprisingly, are one of the best teams in baseball for home runs again, even though they've had turnover. So Josh Lowe is my one true love. I love Josh Lowe, but I wrote the song Josh in the name of Lowe because Josh Lowe can be very frustrating and sometimes he doesn't deliver and he's had a cold stretch this year that really hurt us. I'm going to go with Outman because I think I could trust him over the course of the season. He's got a 120 WRC plus right now. Give me Outman, baby. Outman's a man. Outman, Outman for me as well there. James Outman has been playing better recently and he's doing this from the 6-7-8 spot in the lineup for the Dodgers. He's still out there in some leagues. If you need an outfielder, go grab James Outman. Now, I'm going to, guy's foot is on the ropes, right? He finally gets up at the count of nine. Okay. He stands up. Who are you taking in dynasty formats? James Outman, Josh Lowe. 
Hmm. Mm. They wave the bell off. I'm taking Outman. I'm taking Outman. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I I like I like Josh Lowe slightly better here, just simply because of the fact of again, he's one of the Rays' better prospects. I don't like the fact that he sits against lefties, but I think that will change coming up. It's so ass backwards to me that guys like like Brandon Lowell get in the lineup and play almost every day. And he's a left-handed bat and he plays well, not every time that lefty's on the mound, but he plays a lot more frequently than Josh Lowe. And it makes zero sense to me. It's maddening. And I don't know if it's because if Josh Lowe is a a a newer, younger player, maybe they're just trying to make the most of his at-bats. That's what the Rays do. Um, but the, it's worth noting these players are very similar, so I can see this going either way. Uh, I think if you're in dynasty formats with both Outman and or Lowe, you're feeling pretty good right now having those guys. Um, I can make a case for Outman, though, but give me Josh Lowe. I just like his probability slightly more. Oh, wow. Okay, fine. Yep. There it goes. Stunning. Stunning upset. Wow. Who's next? Next one here. Tommy Tommy Pham versus MJ Melendez. Rest of season, who you got? Oh, give me Melendez, man. I'm going Melendez because the playing time is there, and he's giving you the best part of his season right now. I know Pham is on the sinking Diamondback ship. He was brought in to help out their offense, and he's been useful. He's still been useful, despite all the outfielders they seem to have. But I'm going with, Ger- I'm going with my man Melendez by a nose here. I just believe in him a little bit more because of how his season has played out, where we are in the season, and what he's doing right now. And he's got a team that wants him to play every day, and that's a good thing. Yep. Tommy Pham is worth noting, too, that, again, nice little power combo, a power-speed combo here coming up. Um, I think he's got 14 home runs and 14 stolen bases on the year. So... Um, if, and he plays in a decent ballpark in Arizona, hits in the middle of the lineup. If you need a guy who can give you both of those things, and I know Melendez has got a little wheels on him as well, but so here's the thing. This is a, a heavyweight battle here because Tommy Pham is going to give you that power speed, hit in the middle of the lineup, but MJ Melendez is going to give you, he's going to be a guy who qualifies at both catcher and outfield. So really depends on team contacts here. I am going with you as well with MJ Melendez because Catcher, outfield, that's the biggest thing for me in terms of just the multi-position eligibility. Yeah, Charles actually just mentioned it as well. Multi-position is a plus. It is everything, especially when it comes to fantasy baseball playoffs. So, give me MJ Melendez as well. Yeah, all right. Last one. Last one here. Oh, boy. Controversial take, non-baseball. Does pineapple go on pizza? Yes or no? Oh, of course it could go on pizza, but it's not going on my pizza. I'll tell you that right now. Lock that in. Get the hell out of here. What? Real quick, what do you say to the people who are so hell-bent on saying that pineapple doesn't go on pizza? Well, I don't have anything against them. I just know that pineapple is delicious. I love pineapple in real life, but it doesn't work for me in a pizza. I don't. Hawaiian pizza is like the 25th selection for a pizza order that I would be putting in. But for those that want to say, hey, don't put pineapple on your pizza... You don't have the right to say that. But for me, for my money, I don't want pineapple in my pizza. If my wife is listening to my show right now, I'm going to call her out here and tell her that she puts mushrooms in pineapple on her pizza. Whoa! Which is an odd, an odd combination to me. It always threw me for a loop. I love mushrooms. I kind of actually... Yeah, I actually don't. So that's why we do the half and half thing. But in terms of the pineapple aspect of it, 
I've always been under the, the assumption of like, who the hell cares? If you like pineapple on your pizza, eat it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm with you. The, the, the Hawaiian pizza is probably low on my list here a little bit. But at the same time, too, every now and then, it's kind of refreshing, right? Gives you a nice sweet little taste to it, right? Especially if you got like a tangy sauce. Yeah. Right? It might might might, might work. Yeah, hell yeah, so, dude. I love it. Yeah. I'm with you. Pineapple doesn't go on my pizza, but it can go on pizza. So guess what? It's a it's a it's a no decision here about <laughs> pineapple on pizza. Wow, shocking final development here. Unbelievable. Pineapple on pizza with mushrooms, too. That's just bonkers. I love mushrooms, but pineapple and mushrooms sounds wild. I actually kind of want to try it, but Gross. it's still, like I said, the 24th, the 25th selection for me pizza-wise. There it is. Go on record. Go on record. If you only have two toppings to put on pizza, what are you putting on? Oh, it's mushrooms and pepperoni. It's just that simple. <laughs> keep ringing. Keep ringing. Keep There's a slight difference in the tone. This one's a little lower. This one's it is. I'm a meat lovers guy. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not talking Supreme. I'm talking meat lovers. So if I were to it, uh, go just like just a single singular pizza, I'm going meat lovers. But if I give me two toppings, give me pepperoni and give me Italian sausage, lock that in. Oh, those are great too. Yeah. But I, I just want to have mushroom and either pepperoni or Italian sausage. Those would be the top three for sure. That's funny that we both feel that way. Oh, Maybe it's because we're uh, from the same generation. I don't know. It's strange. I don't Who know. Knows? All I know is that's that mattress, man. We have a question real quick. We have a real quick from a question from Chad. Do you guys think Carson Kelly could sign somewhere and get playing time and be a fantasy hero? Ugh. I'll let you answer first. That's that. Um, I don't think so. I, I've loved Carson Kelly. I always thought he was an OBP-specific player who could be great at catcher, and it's never happened, and I don't expect it to suddenly happen now. He's a bust. He was an overhyped prospect. He was injured a lot. That hurt his career, but he never even got a chance yep. to really get going with the D-backs. I'm saying, say la vie, farewell, a fetizen, goodbye. Unless someone gets hurt, like, I don't know. Who the hell knows? If you sign somewhere like Houston, I guess, or the Astros, maybe I guess you could you can make That's an argument not. for that. But he would need an injury to be in there. Um, I don't see him signing anywhere this year. But maybe next year, maybe as an, in a backup role. But I don't think he has uh, any fantasy appeal this year, unfortunately. I actually loved Carson Kelly as a prospect, and again, he was overhyped that year where he was finally starting to break out. But then he got hurt. Uh, I owned him in a couple of leagues, and um, it sucks. So, but yeah, I don't think. I don't think he has any value this Carson year. Carson Kelly and and and, and twins. No, no, not twins. Uh, and, or Carson Kelly or and twins. Carson Kelly, farewell. We're gonna miss you, bud. You you had something. It just wasn't there. It's not your fault. So, all right. Well, oh uh, yeah, he was one of ninety catching prospects ruined by Yadier. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, yeah. Kelly was given opportunity to thrive in the Arizona, and he did not. He did not. Nope. All right, well, that's the show. We've done it. I'm proud of us. Another show in the books. I got to tell you, I'm whooped, man. I'm exhausted. Two shows yesterday. Remember. Two more shows in the last two hours. Still got one more to do at least. Uh, it's it's more tiring real, than you real think quick, I'm not complaining, this. by the way. I love doing yeah. the show. No. 
and then real quick, I want to mention this as well. And this is why it's so important for those of you guys still in the live chat and live stream here, or even listening to this later on uh, uh, Apple and Spotify. This is the best way to support guys like myself and Michael who don't get paid for doing this stuff, right? If you're able to subscribe, if you're able to leave five-star reviews, I know that sounds something so small, but it is monumentally huge for us as content creators uh, to grow the stream and grow our audience and get more people in here. So if you support us, you support our work individually, the Palazzo podcast, Britton, Sam, Ben, any of these guys, that's the best way to, to help us out in a non-monetary way. Get on the Apple uh, review uh, spot, Spotify as well. Give us five stars, write us a review, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right? Please help us out. Hey! Damn straight. Well said, Mike. Great job. Look at Mike's really coming into yep. his own, isn't he, folks? Really impressive. Round of applause for Mike. MKB Fantasy on what you can know is Twitter. And what we see on YouTube. Discord's where we live when we're not live on the air. You get all your questions answered. You want to have comments about anything, discussions, uh, how food becomes poop, uh, random trash, uh, baseball, football, betting. We're doing it all there, man. Come on. It's a lot of fun, and nobody's limited. We're pretty open there, but nobody treats you like shit. It's a great place to be. Discord's totally free. Description's in the link is all right there in the description. Thank you so much, everybody. been a pleasure. love doing this show. That's going to do it for now. For Mikey, I'm Michael. We now turn it over to Russell Crowe. This is the official Fantasy Baseball Podcast of Russell Crowe. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.